Hello, welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chill your friends, get your game of goodness each and every Monday. My name's John Blight. Join me on the couch this week. I've got to say more than one or two people's names. It's crazy. Uh, Ashley Hobley. Hey, John. Excited to be here, but it's getting a little bit crowded. A little bit crowded. Also, you can't watch it. Why didn't we get the backup couch out of the fucking garage? Like, why are we squ- Why is Buddy sat on Ashley's lap right now? I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Also, here, Buddy Watson. I know it's a four seater couch, but I'm just more comfortable this way. <laughs> Take that as a compliment, Kieran. I don't know. Or, or not. I don't know. It's, sure. He said your knees feel like soft cushions. <laughs> <laughs> or he was insulting the couch and saying that, you know, Wait, yeah, I finally right. get it. That's what I mean when they say more cushion for the pushing. Yeah. There oh, you go. I get it. It's a compliment now. this whole time. Yeah. Brisbane people stick together. <laughs> it's true. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about Redfall. It's a video <laughs> game. Good reaction. Um, I, uh, like and uh, also Zelda is a video game that's leaked everywhere and everyone's played already. Yeah, Zelda week. Let's go. Game of the century. Well, he's already called it. It's gone beyond hashtag game of the year. It's already hashtag game of the century. I think game of the century could have weapon degradation in it. Let's be honest. Fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> well. they can, Buddy and Kieran can argue about that later in the show. Uh, firstly, let's talk about Redfall. Ash, hit me with the... What's the what's the quality critics on the Redfalls? Quality critic score is six out of ten. Uh, generally, <laughs> uh, most of the critics said that Redfall didn't live up to uh, Arcane's reputation. Uh, very sparse open world filled with repetitive missions and combat experiences left many to find the game just fine. While the efforts to make the game a live service experience appear to have been to the detriment of the story Arcane Studios Austin were looking to tell. Uh, yeah. I think the lowest score was uh, James Woods over at uh, Well Played. Gave it a four out of five and said, a disjointed experiment in melding the house style with modern open world tendencies and multiplayer leaves Redfall in uncomfortable flux, lacking the raw mechanical satisfaction of its contemporaries and somewhat abandoning what makes arcane games so special in the first place. Redfall is more of a beige stumble. Did you say four out of five? 4.5. Out of 10. Oh, 0.5. I was like, what? Four out of five? That's good. No. No. Uh, so we've all played it, but <laughs> Karen's supposed to be writing our review. You know, I've sat for two hours to today. Him. I've sat for two hours today looking at a blank page, trying yeah. to write. And it's this might be the hardest review I've ever written, really. Because I don't know. I find that when games are bad, it's usually pretty easy. Then once it's a mediocre, nah, they're the hardest uh, ones. When I like a game, I'm excited to write it. You know, I'm, I'm excited to to get it out there. With You know what? It's not even that... It's not even like I hate this game or that I have a severe disdain for this game. I'm just super lukewarm on it. And, like, not even lukewarm. Like, it's a bad game. It's really bad currently. You but, just went from, I don't even hate it. It's lukewarm. I just okay. That's bad. It's very no, bad. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denial, I'm, grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, like, honestly, no. It's it's, it's. I'm gonna give it a four out of ten in my review. Yeah, but I'm not passionate enough to yell into the void about. It feels like I'm just kicking a dead dog at this point. It mm. is clearly a bad game to the point where mm. I had friends install it. 
to play it with me at some point in the next, like in the last week. We did Literally, that. No, other people other than you. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Other people other than you. I literally messaged them this morning and said, hey, just install, uninstall it from your PCs. Like, don't <laughs> even, don't, let's not even bother. Like, let's just give yourself that 100 gig back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, it, it, it's so disappointing that a studio like Arcane has just fallen into this cookie cutter, like, horrible open world RPG. And it's not even a good open world. It feels dead and not even in the good way where it's vampires. Like it just feels lifeless and it's not fun to traverse around the area. It's a game where you almost want to just fast travel everywhere because it would just make life easier. Yeah, I do. It's, not, it's like, <laughs> it, it's, it's when we play it, like, it was fun playing, not even fun playing it with the forest. Cause I was you actually, complained the entire time. I played play the entire time. I was so fucking just, it wasn't even like just time dragged while we were playing it. And I was just so. You dragged. Cause I'm pretty sure both your character models glitched out where it looked like you're dragging yep, your butts across both the, character the models. footpath. The There's time. the video that you put up on Twitter of me getting stuck against a post randomly. Um, and it taking like, it, it just, it's just disappointing. And you know, the, the, the silver lining is, you know, there was the, the interview Phil Spencer did this week where he came out and he owned up to it and he took on the the blame and everything. And he, he did it well without PR bullshit, but at the same time, I'm really fucking sick and tired of him having to do that. I'm, I'm sick and tired of, of him having to put his hand up and say, yeah, we fucked up. And, and, it's really disappointing because Arcane with Prey, with Dishonored, they do so much interesting and innovative gameplay in level <laughs> Definitely. design. And Deathloop, yes. But it, I guess I have more of a connection with Prey and um, and Dishonored. Well, to be fair, this studio didn't work on Deathloop, so. Different team. It, it just... It just... And I understand that we don't want to quell developers from trying something new and this was arcane trying something new and different from what they've normally tried but just it wasn't it it just felt it lacked any of that ingenuity it just led like lacked anything of real substance from the game um the guns felt off i hated reloading because every gun felt like it reloaded so fucking slowly um i just you know, it was the fact that when Dylan Dylan had played the most out of the three of us, yet when we were doing missions, Dylan at some points just didn't have a fucking clue what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> no, no, I know what you do. You run through the level. <laughs> no, but the thing was, we were running through those levels, but then it was like, wait, this isn't even the objective. The objective is these yellow buildings over here we've got to go to. And there's no like, good way of tracking that in the game or there's no other than the fucking the markers but if everybody playing in multiplayer puts a marker down they're all the same fucking color and you don't know which one's which yeah and then it sucks when you have someone like ash who i tell several times remove the fucking (laughs) marker off the map and he doesn't know how to do it he doesn't know how to do it and then it was glitched uh, Mm. i just i just there's there's nothing that you know they say in and not to talk too much about pressure right in professional wrestling, they say the worst thing a wrestler could get is silence, is to go out there and people to give you go-away heat that nobody gives a fuck. And that is how I feel about Redfall. 
I don't even feel the energy to boo and say, hey, it's terrible and to like call out to everybody that it's so bad. I just want it to go away. So my thoughts on this game is it's terrible and my big, but, but I think we should, it's like, let's stop talking about it being terrible. The problem to me is how did it end up this bad? Because people like in that Phil Spencer interview, he's talking about like, oh yeah, hopefully we'll be able to fix it and stuff. This game's not fixable no. without a major overhaul to the point that you're no man skying 2.0ing it where you're basically redoing the entire game. Um, the core, the, the, Yes, this game is buggy. Yes, this game has issues that you could fix. But even if you fixed up all of the bugs in the game, it's still a bad game. It's still a very boring, bland, absolutely, I don't know what the direction or idea behind this game was at all. And I feel like that's the part where I'm so confused. I have no idea. I don't know who the director was on this game. I'm sorry, but I have no idea what they were doing. And I don't know what Phil Spencer and the other Xbox heads who check in on these projects at their studios, and that's part of their job, at once at throughout the past six months to a year after they purchased Bethesda, and every time they checked in and played this game, why none of them said, "What's the like? What is this game? Like, what's the? This just seems like so like you're trying to combine Back for Blood or a Left for Dead experience with this co-op thing." with this open world experience, but it's not fun it to play solo or even in co-op. You can't even combine your powers in cool ways. Like I just, I'm very confused about this is like a manager. This is a management issue to me. This isn't a, this is, this is a creative out of the gate. This game was never headed in the right direction unless it like mm. halfway through production got steered there. This isn't a six months down the track, a couple expansions later, it's fixed. This is a, it's, it's just bad. I don't. This everyone keeps talking about how oh they'll be able to fix it. You know they'll patch the bugs. I don't give a fuck about the bugs. If it was the bugs, that's like if we fix the bugs, this game from for me would go from like a three or four to a five at most. No. You know, like we just came off Jedi Survivor, which was riddled with bugs, even worse, and yet that's getting nines and tens. So the yeah. bugs aren't the issue. No, the the issues is the core concept of the game, which the the story is boring, the gameplay is boring, the worlds. Uh, slightly interesting with the setup, I but guess. There's not enough there. Like, I'll give it that. There's but yeah, the, no, the no, world's you boring. Why, you don't want to know why the world of the story is boring is because we were getting to this point where we were fighting this character called the Hollow Man and Dylan's like, this is the fucking end of the game. <laughs> this is this is the end of the fucking game already. Like this is we're going to fight the Hollow Man. That's all they've talked about for the opening part of this game and the only parts that I've realized. And it, I was like, Dylan, no, I just think this is like a, a the first kind of major boss in the game and it's going to go to other major bosses. And then it was the realization that, oh, this opening area is only like a temporary point for us to play in. And then it has a no point of, a, a no returning point that you're going to go to a different map at some point. Like that's like and the fact that Dylan, who had put like eight hours already into this game, <laughs> didn't understand that and didn't know that. <laughs> is f- <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's so funny though cuz the amount of people statistically I would love to, you know how they do those stats of like based off achievements and trophies where they can mm. tell how many people didn't get up to a certain boss or you know they'll be like oh you know 80% of people didn't even get past the the tutorial section the first area of bloodborne and you know like all these sorts of things how many people do not get out of that first area of redfall 
I can beat that boss and go to that second main map area. Fucking the majority, like, like majority, ninety yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. They play the first twenty minutes of the game because every like, clip uninstall. you see on Twitter is from that opening is map. That area, I haven't yeah. seen anything from the nope. second map. <laughs> nope. So. I I know, saw some, um, before we started, um, before we started recording tonight, I saw on Twitter, an uh, Australian streamer that I watch tweet out that that they were doing a hashtag ad for Redfall. I was like, you yeah. poor, you poor, poor person. Like, I get it. Mm, you're getting that. That would be like I the roughest so. thing. It's like got to get that bag. But if you have to spend two hours playing this game, oh boy, I hope you're getting your money's worth. You're playing. <laughs> people with people that you can have fun with and you have a good community because the game itself is not not good content how's uh how, how have you seen the reaction to redfall buddy i know you, obviously you were straight away like you would have been like yeah i saw that coming or something i don't think I've absolutely 100 percent saw it coming um <laughs> yeah. because it's hashtag not a buddy game and when it was revealed um at e3 2021 i think One, it was yeah. Um, I think I saw it a lot in a lot of people's like most anticipated lists. Um, I just went back and checked my Twitter to see what my reaction was. I said I specifically remember saying that was the one title I was jealous was it on PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Because wow. it looks cool. It looks. Where it looked like it had characters go? and charm and stuff. Where did Where did all that go? In the trailer. <laughs> like, there's just none of it. Not even like the four characters you play as are interesting. Like, God, you have. Edgy McGee, you have the tech guy, you have the other tech girl, and you have Elevator Lady. Like that—that's that's—that is the fucking limit of who they are as characters. It's and, and, and it sucks because vampires are my favorite mythical monster creature across kind of cryptid or whatever literature or um, movies and everything like that. So instantly, that's like an in for me. But just seeing kind of what that game was and knowing it was like f- from Bethesda as well, um, I just liked searched back and saw that like I did seven favorite highlights from that show and it didn't even make any of those um, compared to that. So uh, I think the last Bethesda game I played before this, and I don't play a lot of them either, but one of the ones I did play was that Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like a, a different... Well, we played that. Yeah, we played that together. And then I know it's a different developer and everything and it's probably me going in with like bad faith because I haven't played really anything out like Dishonored Prey um, all the other Wolfensteins and stuff, but... Um, me playing that, I was like, oh, this this is just not what I what I like in games. And if you take Deathloop out of it, um, kind of what Prey was the last thing that Arcane Austin did in 2017 that got well received. Yep. Then you have Arcane Lion who are doing Wolfenstein Youngblood, and then they get kind of a pretty pretty poor I don't re- reaction. Oh no, well, yeah, the DLC. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, the young, well, they did Youngblood. Um, as a, like a co-development and then um, to kind of have that reception of that game and see a lot of those problems come through to now into this game it's like well they were working on this for six years Redfall or that that studio unless they were kind of helping out elsewhere and then they kind of saw the writing on the wall in 2000 and whatever it was when oh, not I think 19 young young bot comes out 19 or 20 so it's kind of weird to they see that and like well we'll still keep trying to go down that route um and then the more gameplay i saw of that game come out it's like well this doesn't this doesn't look fun it looks like they said let's make this type of game and then we'll chuck we'll make vampire lore around it so it's just kind of like build yeah. build the game instead of having like a creative vision of like all right let's have this as a story or let's have this as a gameplay mechanic or let's have this as a thing they said let's make this gameplay you know the games are so whatever it is i, I can't even describe the game <laughs> um of what it is this co-op experience or or whatever um but then 
yeah, it, it just doesn't hit anything. So I feel like there was kind of like what you're saying before, Dylan, there's like no direction or no vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks because Microsoft are really losing that mind share now or that kind of it's hurting their reputation of like the last two or three years where they've kind of been the good guys and Phil Spencer and let's play everything everywhere and um, Game Pass and, and having that as like the best deal for gamers and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like they're starting to – it's just kind of, that's starting to erode on it and um, people well, are kind of having – Less Guys, faith in them now. It's all, it's all a ruse. Like, you know, Phil Fencer <laughs> knew what they had. They put it out, uh, you know, so then they can go back to the appeals board and say, look, we're doing so terribly. We need Activision Blizzard. You know, no. they're purposely tanking so they no. can get the deal through. No. I feel like it, what was worse is that Hi Fi Rush was so good and so well received. And so. I think that just got everybody optimistic for what it meant for Xbox this year and for Game Pass in general. And then to immediately get this as, okay, this is the triple next AAA title from actual Xbox. This is what they've been building towards for ages now. And yeah, then for a $70 game. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. it's a complete, not a gut punch and it isn't good and it's a broken mess. And I think it just takes away all of the positivity and the potential that you see in xbox from them and i i as people have said already like for um i was gonna say starfield starfield later in the year you know everybody's already waiting for that game to fucking suck and to be a buggy bethesda mess and just to not play well because it will be a buggy mess <laughs> yep. yeah and you know it, it's 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 getting to the point with xbox that you're like fuck is this Another console that you guys are just well, they've already cheating. conceded, right? That was that was they're, they're not, in the podcast. They're, they're not even thinking about the console. That's the thing. It's not like is this another console that's going to underwhelm or not reach its potential or not get X amount. So they don't care about the console. They've like made that so so clear. And Hi-Fi Rush coming out when that came out and they released like MPD data, it wasn't even like in the top twenty things. And then you're looking at I know it's on Game Pass, right? But then you're also looking at. Um, like once again, achievements of how many people like uh, like actually finished finished that game. It's like super low. It's like they've got this video store mentality right now, like which is why I think they had that opportunity cost with Redfall. They just like knew what they had. They probably had internal reviews. Like it's they're saying internal reviews were higher than what they thought. I, I don't believe that. I reckon they kind of just like knew what they were doing, and that's just all kind of PR speaking. Like, listen, we just can't keep pumping resources into this game. Let's just get it out. Let's kind of see how it goes and let's move on and start afresh with something else and like learn our lesson from that. But um, my big takeaway is it's, yeah, that kind of video store mentality and the whole game pass is kind of, well, they're, they're damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush, were they involved with that or were they not? Redfall, were they involved with that? Were they not? Like if it yeah. tanks, it's going to go Xbox, brought Bethesda, they made Redfall suck. It's like Hi-Fi Rush did well. Uh, critically, at least, right? Um, oh well, that was in development before Xbox. That's so cool. yeah. Phil Spencer was kind of right in that regard, though. I mean, yeah, it also comes down to it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Really, it's just content for a lot of Game Pass users. In the same way that if there's a shitty Netflix movie that comes out, nobody cares about it the next week. If move on to them. <laughs> when the next shitty movie, when the next shitty yeah. <laughs> Netflix thing comes out, they just move on because there's something new coming out the next week. That's what yeah. Xbox wants to do. Yeah, imagine if, valuing um, games as they go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as like I know you're like Ash's whole is anti Game Pass thing, and like I, I like Game Pass as a 
as an idea, but there is that de- it's you can definitely not argue against the point that if Game Pass wasn't a thing and the majority of people playing this game haven't paid full price for it, the majority, I'm sure, yeah, like obviously some have. But you the both work in retailers. Did you sell a single copy of Redfall? No. But do you, how often do you sell Xbox games now? Like, fuck all. Fuck all. Because if, yeah, like, A, it's, yeah, I think. Even the but, ones that are not on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but, the thing, right? Is that, I have both consoles and like when I'm buying, I have a digital console, but no, 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 it's not even, it's not, that's not the point I was going to in terms of the physical store stuff. I'm looking at, I want to get, I want to grab Jedi survivor in the coming week. I'll be grabbing that on PlayStation. Like there, there isn't, unless it's on game pass, I am not grabbing anything on my Xbox. Like I'm just not like, it's, it's not like, is it, if your quality control at your company is going down because of Game Pass, I don't think that's a good thing. But the thing is, I don't think this I don't think this is a case of quality control being bad. I think they just knew it was bad. As Buddy was saying, they knew it was bad. The quality control was like, hey, this is bad. But at the point, Microsoft's like, we just need to get this out. There's I mean, no- yeah. I mean the the there was two options, put it out or cancel it. And yes, yes and no. It's the same as saying it's like saying a director only realizes his movie's bad once it's the final cuts put in front of him. It's fully done, edited. He's sitting back watching it and going, but, man, this movie we just made is terrible. So I'd say that, yeah, okay, Phil Spence and whoever else has presented this game at the end and they go, man, Redfall isn't great. Let's just put it out. But I think someone who's good at that job and is able to view games in the creative process, the whole point is that you're able to stop it six months, even a year into that process and either steer mm. that direction into being a good game or just fucking cancel it and and lose, and lose that money at that point rather than yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, it's project management. And you look at yeah. things like Suicide Squad getting delayed out of this year, they must be like fucking fist pump in the air right now with like, <laughs> oh, thank God we didn't launch but or thing- thank God we listened. But I mean, I, I would argue that their their change of mind and their delays are already too late and they're just pumping yeah. extra resources. Think- Redfall could have done the same thing and they could be in the same result as they I- are right now, but they just just save the money, right? Yeah. In, in all of those opinions, even if Redfall had delayed itself, it wouldn't have been much better. Maybe no, it wouldn't it be, to be fixed. It needed a fixed in 2022 at the start. Because it's the core. It's yeah. It's the actual, the core it's kind the of actual ethos game of that's the game. There. It's like, yeah. like like even if you have the game with no bugs, it yeah. is still a bland, bad five. You know, yeah. five out of ten game. Like, I haven't played it right. I but think like, it makes a bit of a difference if it's not buggy. I haven't played it, but take re- a take bit take, take vampires out of it. Is it a, is as interesting? No. It's not even interesting with the vampires in it because they're so fucking boring to fight. Ugh, bang, bang. Like you try. It's so fucking boring. Anyway, that's on. Oh, no, let's move forward. Yeah, we are kicking a dead horse a bit, but it obviously was a big topic of the, I mean, the, yeah. the week. So, I mean, it really raises the question like, what do you think every other live service game is thinking in there? <laughs> in, that's currently is, in development looking at this is, game. Have co op progression. <laughs> oh, is, yes. Is the fact that we were shooting, me and Kieran were shooting enemies for ages, and just lots of zeros were coming up on the screen? Yeah. Crazy. Because we were underleveled. Yeah, it's. I think it's. What? I don't. Redfall isn't oh. a life of service game, though, right? Like, it's not. It is now. As I <laughs> attempt to fix it. <laughs> well, any just, multiplayer co op game, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just. Yeah, it was just. Also, just pick a lane. Either commit to co op or commit to single player. <laughs> 
because it's not scary to play by yourself, and it's not. It there's there's I don't think there's, the there's not enough many there's yeah. not enough enemies to make it fun when you play with other people. So yeah, I don't know. Let's go on to some of the major topic, uh, of a major thing that happened this week, which was the Zeldas of the leaks of the tears of the kingdom of the Kotaku. Everyone get pissy. Uh, it was story. tearing the internet apart. Tearing, you're tearing me apart. Um, so for anyone who missed out, I guess the story goes this way: Zelda leaked online somehow. It's been online for like a week now. You can, if you search the dark web, you can find a file that you download that you put to your toaster and that plays the game on your smart TV or some shit. I don't know how it works. Um, then news reports start circulating, people reporting it and stuff like that. I saw this story mostly blow up because Kotaku decided to write about it, and then everyone was getting pissy in their responses because instead of just covering it as in a new story in the way of hey zelda's leaked blah 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 details include hint at things hint at things hint at things full stop in the paragraph thank you check out let me know what you think in the comments below uh they like did a full paragraph by paragraph breakdown of everything that's they've seen come out of the game so far um, to be fair, it wasn't spoilery in any way. Very much general things that I've have looked not at been. It I've looked at it because I don't yeah. care. But yeah, same. It um, is spoilery. It spoils it. Literally tells you how the game starts. It tells you. Uh, oh my god! How a game starts a spoiler now. What yes. world are we living in? Yeah, it is Crazy. a spoiler for. Th- they tell you about these whole. They tell you a bunch of stuff that hasn't actually been revealed about the game yet. Massive they, gameplay. He t- t- said the music's really good. Is that a spoiler? Hold on for a second. No, no, no. Hold on for a second. Are you saying if somebody told you the start of The Last of Us Part 2 before it comes out, that wasn't a spoiler? Depends on what up to what. Don't even. No, don't even. (laughs) No, no, no. If you say the start of The Last of Us Part 2, it encapsulates a very specific run in the game. I'd say Last of Us Part 1 even. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's also fair. Yeah, 100%. Are you saying neither of those things are classed as spoilers? That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) So that all happened. So there's two sides I want to tackle this. A, from anyone, how they feel about, and I don't even know how these things happen and like how, why they continue to happen and just generally how we feel about people who sort of take it upon themselves to even download and play these things, let alone then spread information. And then let's get our, because this is the reason Buddy was sort of invited on because he was talking about it in a (laughs) messenger chat. And I was like, just come on the podcast and talk about it. Um, How we feel about the general, like what are your journalistic rules when it comes to reporting on video game leaks and stuff? But let's do that one after the fact. Buddy, how do you feel about just the the general leakage and and stuff like that? Is it super disappointing as someone who's obviously very excited about this game? Of course it is. It sucks. It sucks for the developers. It sucks for the fans. I know when The Last of Us Part 2 kind of got leaked two or three weeks beforehand, it was kind of avoiding social media and trying to avoid keywords. And um, yeah, it just sucks if you kind of get... It's like collateral damage, right? You just like... It comes up out of nowhere. It's it's different to when a, you know, a TV show has its premiere or finale, right? You know when that time is on, you're like, all right, I'm going to avoid social media. I'm going to mute these words. I'm going to do that. You're taking risks, especially with sporting events as well. They're live. A lot of people are going to just tweet about those or um, 
whatever they do on Facebook, I guess, uh, post about <laughs> post or do all their stories them, yeah. and TikTok. All that stuff's live. So uh, it's kind of open game when it comes to that stuff. And I know it shouldn't be open game for um, TV and movies and stuff, but, but um, at least you know it's out and there's an opportunity to go see that and you can actively avoid using said things or exposing yourself to places where you could get spoiled to. Um, but when it's stuff that's leaked three or four weeks out or um, like this earlier, it's kind of – yeah, just it's it's just yeah sucks for everyone because especially if it's a story driven game like The Last of Us when it's like X event happens it's like well what's the context of that what's the context of this thing how does that actually fit into the story you're missing like a, a beat that is going to come all together as one gigantic kind of package that's going to have less emotional resonance for something later on or um, I guess in you know it's probably less likely to be something in Zelda's thing because some people just don't really care about the story and it's more about like. Um, you know the the, the journey or uh, the gameplay mechanics or solving puzzles and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of Zelda's cool thing is like the water cooler chat, right? Like, oh my god, I discovered how to use this, or you can put this together, or this works, or that works, or I'm stuck in this temple or dungeon or this boss, or how do I kill this thing? And it's kind of like almost a part of the zeitgeist of the community where you're chatting and kind of having those moments together, almost like watching uh, TV shows weekly and having those conversations. So in that regard, I feel like don't want to hear that kind of spoiled some of the abilities that weren't revealed in the previews and everything. So um, yeah, it's just disappointing for everyone. And I hate that there's people out there that don't care about this and actively seeking leaks and kind of trying to spoil it for people. That's just kind of like the world we live in anyway, where people are fuckheads. Solid. Ash. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is just weird that, you know, it happens. I don't know, especially on Nintendo, which is the most like offline secure secure <laughs> thing. You would think that their titles would be like reasonably safe. Um, yeah, I mean, they have a Bowser. It, I mean, yeah, they've got a Bowser. Where you know, I guess it's you know, he does not. You know, his his castles are constantly. Not, yeah, his castles. Are constantly, constantly, he just wants you know. peaches, man. He doesn't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah. Wait till Zelda's a big franchise, then they'll put some actual security around it, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, Pokemon know. Violet and Scarlet, mate, yeah, they didn't leak. Uh, whatever those <laughs> ones, Sword or Shield, you know. Come yeah, on. Don't, don't yeah, poke me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just disappointing. I mean, yeah. And then shout out to the Brave Souls streaming it. That is like the <laughs> dumbest shit you could be doing. <laughs> Because Nintendo is going to come after you, like, literally. I think Reggie, like, made an elimination joke earlier this week. But, uh, yeah, Nintendo will come after you with all their force. So Even even now, I'm being, like, joke, like saying, I want to stream it on launch day. And I'm, like, talking to Bryce about it. And he's, like, I'm not so sure you should do that even for the time zone, like, on the release day of Friday. And then they're having the, the treehouse, which is Saturday our time. It's, like, is something going to happen if we stream it early? But there's, like, like no etiquette. Whether you can, you can't. Like, there's no clear directive. Well, it depends. No, you 100% if, can. If you yeah, asked somebody in Japan, they'd be like, no, you can't. But probably everywhere else in the world. Look, the thing is, everybody else is going to be streaming it when it's released in their time zone. There will be other Australians streaming at it midnight. at midnight. Yeah. Because, yeah. what? you know what? Fuck, let's actually get an advantage for once in our fucking lives on Australians. Let's hit the streaming community quickly and early so people who are still waiting for it can tune in and start watching. Like from a streaming community, honestly, if you're wanting to build your stream and you're wanting to um, grow and give yourself a good opportunity yeah, to grow with that first Zelda mentality space, is important. 
is you need you should be doing it like if you want to grow as a channel and get a chance to to show your channel to people streaming zelda first is a fucking very good opportunity to do that for yourself so i think um yeah i wouldn't be too worried about the risk from nintendo just because if somehow you were the only person doing it sure but you won't be so that's yeah it's fine check the numbers there <coughs> risk it for the biscuit yeah. Biscuit for the biscuit. 100%. Yeah, I continue to find these things very weird that stuff leaks. Um, I sort of get really sick of it. It's that whole, um, it's not like a trailer leaking and that sort of, I I do fight back a little bit more on the, oh, but you've ruined it for the team of getting to see the trailer. I'm like, if it's just marketing, like I understand that like it's disappointing, but um, I, I do definitely feel like a trailer leaking early and someone like releasing like at the moment there's that five nights at freddy's or whatever movie trailer leaking around the internet yeah. I, I see those news stories and go cool i'm gonna watch that but at least i know that's coming soon cool um but when a whole fucking game releases it's the whole game and people are not only sharing it weeks early but they're also let alone the fact that you're pirating and not paying for an entire thing like that's the whole other side it's not even like yeah. you're showing clips of it like you haven't you're, you're literally, literally stealing it on top of you're it. literally stealing something it's let alone sharing something that you've stolen so you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't shit in a policeman's hat and give it back to him um the <laughs> um very specific you know what i'm saying that it's i think it's from the it crowd it's like a okay. very funny skit that they do in that show yeah um but fuck Ryan Linen or whatever his name is, transphobe, fuck. Um, turf. The all right, let's get into the other thing. So the Kotaku side, the that's blown up the internet. At least my Twitter, that side has blown up more than people more people talking and tweeting about that, the just the Kotaku writing about it, than people tweeting about the fact that Zelda's leaked. I know that's obviously my zeitgeist to people I follow on Twitter and so on, but that's mostly been my Twitter thing. So yeah, the breakdown is they post a story. A lot of, I guess, a lot of it comes from there is a obviously huge group of like sort of anti Kotaku people out there um, who have jumped on this to go into the comment sections, and every every comment is basically the same as oh this the other day we was complaining that you don't get Nintendo games now you're posting this insert a million different versions of the same comment in their Twitter comments, in the comments to the article, on their Facebook, I'm sure, everything like that. That's how that's sort of been going. Um, the other side of the argument I've seen is that it's very weird, and I'm sort of in the middle ground to this. I'm, I'm a little bit of both sides. I agree with both sides a little bit. I do, I, I do think it's very weird to write this article, and I'll put out straight away that I personally don't think that covering a leak this way is something i would feel comfortable doing or i don't feel like is a good way to cover a leak uh i feel like you're like the way you should write about it is it's fine to write about but it's just how you write about and what you choose to divulge and said article is that you you either cross a line or you don't cross a line and i definitely feel like going fully into detail is crossing said line uh the other part that it's very, I do find it very weird as people put on the internet to be simping for Nintendo so hard to like jump down Kotaku's throat about it. Like 
that's very weird, especially when a week ago, a lot of these people were pissed off at Nintendo for suing that kid for like a million dollars or whatever it is. So it's like, is this this internet backlash thing of one week everyone's like, fuck Nintendo, they're trying to like ruin the, ruin the life of this one kid's, this one kid. And then next week, because they're like, actually, we hate Kotaku more than Nintendo. So we're back on their side. Fuck you, Kotaku. Nintendo doesn't deserve, should give you their games anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's very weird sort of back and forth. But buddy, what is your thoughts on the <laughs> Kotaku <clears throat> article and everything like that? It sucks. Um, I don't think it's journalism. And there's been two reactions to this. And it's been kind of disappointing to see some mutuals kind of hone in on the replies and the quote retweets of the psychopaths. Because you do have, it's two separate things, right? You do have the psychopaths that are in the quote retweets or the replies that are clearly just stuff Kotaku, F this, blah, blah, you don't deserve the game, all these crazy things that they're just saying. And nobody, no sane person agrees with that, okay? Um, But then there's the flip side of that where, People have kind of shared that or shared things like, you know, Kotaku, we're, we're pushing the brand. Like, it is journalism, blah, blah, blah. And using those insane comments as their jumping off point to say, we're allowed to do this. You know, we're blacklisted because, you know, we don't uh, we don't concede or we're pushing the boundaries or or doing these kind of things and, and just kind of seeing um, the – the replies that are all people liking certain statuses. So I just think it's irresponsible for them to grab all those spoilers, put them in one article, uh, and then with their reach, right, right, people that mightn't even know the game is leaked yet or whatever can see that article. And once again, it comes down to people that want to spoil it for everyone else. All the leaks are there, compiled in one place. Now they can open it. They never even knew those leaks were out there in the first place. But now because Kotaku is a big reptile, one of the biggest video game sites in the world, there it is. There we are. Oh, cool. Oh, the Zelda's leaked. All the spoilers are in this article. Click on it. Bang. All right. Now I'm going to go to Reddit. Now I'm going to go to Twitter. Now I'm going to ruin this game for everybody. Okay. So when it comes down to it, it's not about, you know, Kotaku. We're not a part of the, you know, we're not a part of the marketing machine. We put our hands up and go. Yeah, cool. Actually, like you, you, you semi are right, but in a non-biased way. So, if you know they don't send you copies of Redfall because you're not a part of the marketing, but then the flip side of that is like outlets are giving Redfall a four or five or six or, or saying it's shit. That's bad marketing. So it's like that's when you're not sipping or, or you're a part of the marketing machine. If you get, get Redfall oil and you go, okay, well, damn, this game sucks, but. I better give it a nine or a ten, or I better overlook some seven. of its seven. <laughs> <laughs> or I see, just seeing Xbox error, right? They gave it like an eight and a half, yeah. and I'm like, okay, are these guys? They they are outlets that have kind of not as much. I don't want to that's say journalist integrity. Who, uh, Phil Spencer went for for the early but, reviews, but there's a bit more bias <laughs> there, and that's when they're kind of having it weigh on, like, well, we we are a part of the market, we need this to. That, that might just be their opinion. Maybe they did get a better experience than everyone else did, but I feel like those people are more like the marketing thing, whereas other people, like, you can still say what you honestly feel with an unbiased kind of um, opinion. But, yeah, I just think with their reach, and they don't really have responsibility either to do it, but I just it just came off as super petty. And um, once again, kind of like, look, look, look at us, but in a really bad way. And I know that... Uh, the editor had some pretty poor responses that were kind of deleted and kind of addressed after that um, with, with you know, 
people going after it and stuff. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just frustrating because it's frustrating to see like Australian Gotaku who share their name, but then it seems like every single controversy always comes from the US Gotaku, and then they just have to kind of Australian Gotaku like has to retweet it or put it on their site, and it kind of like brandies them with a brush as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't. I just think people are kind of honing in on the the wrong part of it. If it was journalism, would would you see IGN do it? You'd see Gamesport. Would you see Polygon? Would you see any other independent outlets like make an article, put all the spoilers in there, and post it? Um, would you see maybe like Jason Schreier do it? Would they report on it? And I know that everyone's going to say like, oh, that'll ruin their reputation with Nintendo, and then they won't get codes. But if it truly was journalism. And anyone could do it without fear of bias or being a part of the marketing machine. Would they post that? I don't think so. Ash, uh, yeah, I don't. You know, it again, like you said, I wouldn't have written an article like this. Um, obviously, it came from a point of this person who wrote the article really was in depth, watching a lot of leaks, doing it for his own personal pleasure, and then wrote the article too for content. Because really, that's the only reason it's up there. It's for content reasons. It was going to get clicks. People were going to go look at it. Even yeah, I'm like, sure that part's worked. I'm sure that's that's 100. percent You know, yeah. and because you know, there there was no fear of ramifications. Really, more ramifica- yeah. ramifications. You're already like blacklisted, so yeah, you can't get double blacklisted. <laughs> um, yeah, I whether it's yeah, I don't know if it's terribly unethical, but it's just you know pretty shitty <laughs> you know uh because obviously the information is out there uh i know it'd be the i don't know it would be the same as reporting on leaked documents like for court cases and that kind of stuff or you know leaked uh drafts of uh speeches or that kind of stuff or leaked like uh negotiated agreements or whatever people like report on that kind of stuff all the time the real thing is who was this for and was it worth doing it for those people? And I guess for Kotaku, it's yes. Uh, Kotaku US. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, like Buddy also said, the reaction maybe has been kind of extreme. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, just the, if if this had been done by any other website, like any, nobody would have cared. <laughs> but because it was Kotaku, uh, it just doubled down on all the, hate against Kotaku in general. Karen, how are you feeling about it? It's shit. It is, you know, at least as as you guys have alluded to, like if Kotaku hadn't done this, at least people who wanted to share and spoil things for others would have had to go and do a bit more investigation, would have had to go and get the game themselves or would, would have to do a lot more, I guess, groundwork to kind of get to these spoilers but you've just kind of presented them on a platter to people people can easily screenshot the web page and like it almost for those people it takes the the kind of burden of blame off them because they're from their point of view it's just a kotaku article this is this is i'm just sharing a kotaku article and, and, and it just it feels weird that the boundaries and the overall idea and feeling towards spoilers and towards leaks by the media community and you know specifically kotaku is is those boundaries seem to be changing every time there's a different leak 
you know, at one point leaks were only reported on that they had happened, but nobody would report on, you know, a lot of media places would even be like, Hey, just be careful. Don't, don't, you know, just probably jump off the internet for a bit or, um, would use it as a warning. Kotaku hasn't used it as a warning. They've been, they're doing a piece of, Hey, there's a leak just in case you need to go and find it yourself. I've got it for you here. Um, like it's just, yeah, I just, I just think it's a bit unethical by Kotaku. And um, I just I just think there's a lot better ways to deal with this as a whole. Well, that's what I said. I tweeted out that day. I said it's a big difference between reporting leaks and spoilers for a game um, that they're around and to avoid them versus here are the spoilers and things learned from those leaks. And when it comes like some people are actively wanting to, they can't wait, right? They want to know everything right now. And that, there's yeah. always going to be that crowd and that's cool. Those people will find that anyway. Don't worry about it. those people are already Googling or going but on Reddit if or If there's hundreds of thousands it. of those people, then that's a lot of eyeballs on your website that it's worth the effort. That's true, but they're going to find it anyway. It's, it's just the bad faith that I think it's going to find it. And you like look at the movie industry. There's scripts right now for movies that are not out. You can go read the script, right? Um, like with how they deal spoilers yeah. or leaks or whatever. Like you, you I don't know, weird. I can tell you what nearly happened is that Quentin Tarantino nearly didn't make an entire movie because his script leaked. So that's what happened. Zelda, Zelda gets delayed again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've decided, you know, cancelled. Yeah. You know? I definitely, the, I think that part that does annoy me the most as we move towards wrapping this up is we keep referring to them as leaks and I know that's the terminology we use, but when you boil it down, this is someone has illegally, illegally <laughs> attained, stolen an entire video game file ahead of release, let alone the fact that it's illegally stolen. It's a legally obtained game ahead of release. And the article well, isn't framed We don't as, know that it was illegally obtained. It was 100% illegally obtained. What the fuck did Bow- Doug Bowser give it to him? We don't know. Someone could have <laughs> given them... It All right, let been, me change my you know, I don't want to throw was, our industry under the bus. It was a presumably <laughs> illegally you know, obtained copy Someone could have gotten an advanced copy for some reason. Came off and a logistics uh, yeah. conveyor belt at the yeah, factory. Yeah. And they decided to share it with their mate for some reason. And he's decided fuck Nintendo and leaked it all online. Just because so the, he was blacklisted at one point. Yeah, but the, yeah. it's just the way, the way the article's like framed and everything as like, hey, this thing was on internet, I'm sharing. I'm like, yeah, but like, it's not out. Like it's, and it was probably illegally yes. obtained. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's just very, that all of that part becomes very weird to me. You see, like if you think about any, like, any other industry that would do journalism and you think about the the pros and cons that are weighed up before covering, like if someone obtained a source for something and they knew there was going to be like, say a political party, like someone leaked something to them in regards to someone, there would be so much talk about, is it worth doing this? And what what is our narrative? Well, like, why are we going to potentially come under scrutiny both uh, from the law and uh, and the readers of our publication to leak these text messages from a public uh, politician or someone that we've found? Like, what is that? What is the narrative here? Like, what are we, are we going to, like, what are we doing by doing this? You know, there's usually a lot of talk around these things, whereas the article here is simply framed as, hey, there's a leaked video game on the internet, probably illegally stolen. I'm going to do the article as, hey, here's information. I'm just going to tell you what's in it. Like, there's no, there's no well, yeah. real, like. I mean, it's interesting because I've seen like other people kind of defend the article mm-hmm. and like said they read through it and they thought it was almost like a preview. Um, well, I'd love to read through it and yeah. tell you if there's spoilers in it, but I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know everyone's like, you don't have to European. click on the article, but I'm like, yeah, I don't have to. 
uh, and that's me avoiding the spoilers, but what if every Tom, Tick, and Harry and whoever else is going to click on the article and then all of a sudden they're just like posting everywhere and I just somehow cite something very important or whatever. I'm sorry, and, I'm, sorry. and I'm not overly sensitive. I'm not one of these people who's like, all oh, trailers are fucking yeah. um, spoilers. spoilers, spoilers. Like, I'm not super yeah. sensitive to that either, so... Yeah, that, as someone who looked and read the article, it does read like a preview, but I don't see how that's a positive as, hey, I illegally watched gameplay. Like, well, not illegally. They didn't illegally do anything wrong, technically. But They like, didn't do anything illegal. They didn't do it, but it's just very weird to me. Like, I personally. But they had to. But in theory, it. they had to do something illegal to. Well, no, they just went not on. Not really. They just went on um, no. 4chan or whatever. It's like anybody who reported on the WikiLeaks articles. They yeah, didn't technically do anything illegal. They didn't technically Fair do enough. anything wrong. Either. I just want to know what's the like the trade off is is it is there more people that like to the Kotaku brand are, are disliking Kotaku now uh, is like hurt their brand more than like the people that are championing like go is, Kotaku you're sticking it to the man. I think Kotaku is very much in the same vein as BuzzFeed in terms of everybody talks shit about BuzzFeed. But they still go to BuzzFeed. <laughs> they still go to BuzzFeed. People are still attending BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is still a successful website. And there is a large mass of the general public are still using that website. And they're not part of the vocal. I feel like, so I'm the one, I would say, I'm usually, I cite a lot of Kotaku, Kotaku articles and I read a lot of Kotaku. And mm-hmm. I would say easily I'm the, the most positive on Kotaku out of everyone on this website. But I don't think they also do the, they also do like when they do stuff like this, I don't, I don't feel like how this is anything else where I'm like, I usually like reading some of your more button pushy stuff and I can understand where some of it's coming from and it pisses people off. But this is a case where I'm like, I don't get it. Like I don't understand what the point of this was, you know? So if you want to compare, like it's a weird, uh, weird thing to compare it to, but like when we talk about like journalistic reasons to do things, WikiLeaks, people view that stuff they didn't do anything wrong but when you're posting about wikileaks there was a lot of reasons to post <laughs> that information and share it yeah. there's really no reason to share it. it's a fucking video game and i know the answer is well we're a video game website but i'm like yeah but there's a million other stories you could be posting about i mean you could you could have wrote a story about how and why these things leak and why we're so like i don't know there's a million directions to, to take the story rather than just here information <laughs> like, like, I, feel, I, I feel like some of the responses and replies were very like in, insecure about their position as like a journalist in the video gaming industry. That's how I, I felt. It was very weird. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you know, this comes out and th- during the same week that Waypoint gets shut down. So, yeah, and that sucks. Waypoint <laughs> and uh, like their podcast, a lot of their articles, some of my favorite writers in the video game industry all there. Some of my favorite features written in the past probably five years all came from that website the most interesting stuff i've read and that place is shut down so i think that says a lot about the video game journalistic side of the industry at the moment which is there's fuck all jobs um and the ones that exist are just at the two three major corporations yeah. and everyone and else you is need just to us. do stuff to get the most <laughs> possible yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i guess but it's a sad state what of would affairs. be your threshold like if you could be what? guaranteed like you get two million hits if you post this article about the the Zelda spoilers. I don't. Um, I don't think. I, I personally is, don't think I, I could. Don't yeah. think it should ever. Yeah. I don't think it should Three ever million? come into it being no. But I don't think it should ever be about a number. It Ten should million? be about ethics. Yeah. There should be no price on your ethical values as an author and a journalist. Fifty million. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I know, I know. Here's, a, here's, here's what would happen. If we got this information first, there would be a conversation where Ash is like, yeah, but how about like, uh, he would be the one be like, what if we just post it? I'll be like, no. What if we get the hits? No, no, no. What if we all 50 million? <laughs> what if we put, we have to hit six, seven links before you can get to the actual information? Yeah. No. So- <laughs> and you put every different leak on a different page. So it's a new click every time you, you have to click. Yeah. Oh my page. God. So on the same page. Yeah. And there's like, Ads on top and below and in between each sentence. Yeah, it would be yes. rich. <laughs> rich. Oh, let's go over a couple other things. So first, I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, the, only other, uh, the only review that went up this week was from Will. He did a review for uh, Show Gunners. So it's from developer Artificer and it was published by Good Shepherd Entertainment. Uh, it's an 80s movie uh, sort of inspired turn-based tactics game set uh, within like a TV death what do you call them? Like the death show sort of, I think that's the wording anyway. Um, it looks pretty cool. It sort of came out of nowhere. I've never seen a trailer for it. And then all of a sudden there was like an email that's like, Hey, this game's out. Do you want someone to review it? And I was like, I've never fucking heard of this game, but sure. Um, which I love that. And um, I think Will, when he sent the review to me, was like pretty much said the same thing where he's like, Hey, here's the review. Never heard this game until you sent me the code, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> which, And then I replied and was like, sometimes that's a good thing. You know, you're, you're, you're surprised why you never heard of the video game. But uh, he gave it a 7.5 and said there was no particular standout feature of Showgunners, though, despite this, it still comes away as a game I immensely enjoyed. The zippy speed, 80s-style death sports game show aesthetic and sound tactical decisions all class into an experience suited to both tactics veterans looking for a shorter sugar hit or novices wanting an easy way into the genre. Uh, 7.5. So read his full review on the Explosion Networks of the .coms. Um, the thing I wrote this week was, I do quickly go over this, was I got to play 90 minutes of After Us, which was announced, I don't actually remember where the fuck it was announced. I can't remember. Anyway, there was a trailer put out like six months ago somewhere at one of the game shows or something. Uh, it's the follow-up to a Rise of Simple Story, which I played, and that came out at the worst possible time, I think, weirdly like a week or two before Christmas. Uh, that was a game where you, Arise was where you played as this older man in the afterlife uh, after he'd passed away and you sort of follow through his life and talk to people and so on and these different sorts of things. I liked the story. I thought emotionally it was very, very good. Art style was good. Music was phenomenal. The gameplay just drove me nuts. It had some terrible platforming and things like that. So when I jumped into this straight away, my first question was, uh, as soon as the platforming section came up, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> here we go. Uh, but to fix everything, I the platform is actually decent in this one. And it has a uh, controllable camera rather than After Us. Oh, sorry, Arise, which had a fixed camera angle, which was part of that game's problem because it made it very hard to tell where you were actually jumping onto um, things at different times and stuff. But... Uh, this game starts with uh, it starts with the character um, Gaia. So they are, all the animals sort of pass away, uh, Earth at the start of the game, and then you drop down into this dystopian Earth where you know like highways are filled with cars, um, and there's like humans frozen and all this sort of stuff. There's a very like obviously environmental message around the game. There's oil everywhere, sort of oozing stuff coming out of it. Uh, you could definitely rush through the game. So when I got sent the preview build, it was like, hey, you'll get to play 90 minutes. You'll probably get up. You should be able to get up to a section where you choose to go in two different directions for the game and you get to pick from two different levels. 
and I never got up to that section because <laughs> I spent I spent my ninety minutes making sure I got every collectible in every area oh I was my going God. to. <laughs> Why? It's a fucking preview. You. It was a preview where the trophies were popping, baby. I was getting on it. <laughs> I was getting on it. <laughs> I'm ready for the full release. I'm making sure I'm getting everything. So, uh, but yeah, you could definitely play through the game uh, with this, I guess, journey esque way to play it like the character runs at sort of the same pace and flow as the character from journey and you could sort of just flow uh, go through the game that way and probably get uh, this emotional resonant experience out of it but then every time you get to a new area you can press a button and the guy will sing and these little things will, uh, like orbs will come out of her that lead you and give you a rough idea where the collectibles are so these are usually like orbs that you just have to do a short little platforming section every time you collect one of these it adds a new animal spirit to the world so i imagine the game without finding the collectibles would actually be pretty fucking boring because i because i was finding all the collectibles which are animal spirits i mean as i'm traveling around the game there's constantly like platypuses and cats and dogs and weird animals just chilling on car bonnets and shit like that and you can press a button to wave to them there's birds flying around in the air and shit but i'm like what if you're not getting these collectibles is this just dead how boring anyway uh i've put 20 minutes of gameplay up on the Explosion Network YouTube channel and also in my article if anyone wants to check that out. But yeah, all in all, I walked away. Uh, definitely keen to play more. I think when I sent my link over the PR, I was like, here's my preview. When can I play a full game? Because I was having fun. And the, the when I was playing the, the preview build, it popped up and said, hey, this is going to end in a minute. And I was like, oh, that's... But I want to play more. So, I mean, that's a good sign, walking away from any preview, of course. Uh Asterisks on all of this is the amount of times there's 50-50 for every time I come on here and talk about a preview I did where I go, this game's good. And then I come back a month later and go, I was wrong. And then another time <laughs> I come in and go, remember that preview I did? The game rocks still. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. The full release is at the end of the month on May 23rd. So uh, do you remember Ash? You might remember. Do you remember this was announced? Was it like the game show? I fucking, I don't remember. It was like no one idea. of the prominent, it was like one of the prominent game trailer things. Anyway, whatever. Moving on, last thing I want to talk about this week is mostly in Ash's corner because I actually haven't time to do, I haven't had time to play as much as I'd like to, but Luda Narakon was on for 2023. Uh, so this is a Steam demo festival. Uh, focused on narrative-based games. Key sort of call-out demos, I guess top three would have been, there was a Stray Gods demo on here, the Australian singing game. There was a Goodbye Volcano High demo. And then there was also a Harmony the Fall of Reverie demo on here as well. What the fuck are you laughing at? What happened? Buddy's mind just got blown. <laughs> oh, did you miss this? Did you not know this? Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll start with that. Ash. I'm um, too busy in the I'm too busy in the <laughs> Twitter threads, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too busy fighting to realize that you could have been playing Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, Fucking hell. <laughs> how was it? Yeah. Ash, how was Goodbye Volcano High? Yeah, I mean it was pretty good. Like obviously just got like a feel like it was maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely, right, yeah. Yeah, just kind of setting up the world and uh setting up the the main core characters of uh volcano of, high 
of Volcano Heart. No, I'm trying to think what the character's names were. I can't remember it the was, character's name. But also you get to make the band name right. whatever you want it to be out of a few options. So like No, there's only one band name. No, don't you get to change or the logo you get. You to just change the logo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just these dinosaurs in high school and this main girl uh wants to start a or you know, she's very focused on their music. That's what she wants to spend uh her time with uh and that's what she sees her future as whereas uh it, it's definitely a case of it's definitely a senior year of high school everybody is starting to go and they're kind of you can see the first kind of fraying of all these friends kind of going in their own directions and go, venturing into their own interests and that kind of stuff um or they also there's also the tease of like what's to come like uh pretty prominently <laughs> um is it just an asteroid no, there's uh, there's some high high frequency thing that's kind of affecting uh, all the stuff. Yeah, sorry, sorry, the, sorry, if you haven't sorry, seen <laughs> Goodbye Volcano High, it's a dinosaur world, but it's like modern day. Like, yeah, the characters talk like teenagers, and the writing they've for the got game mobile is phones and everything, digital. all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, I found it really enjoyable. Obviously, there's like a musical rhythm element to it, uh, which utilizes does it in a way that I haven't don't think I've played before. No. Um, so it's uh the when you do the songs, you sort of it'll have uh, three symbols on the screen where you move the analog stick between a left, up, or right as notes come down. Um, you don't have to click anything; you just have to have it in the right slot. And then at other times, these sort of bassy symbols appear on the screen, and you press those at the right time to activate it. And then there's other times where you have to flick the left and right analog sticks up. Um, it starts out pretty easy, but then in some of the, at least as far as the demo, it got a little bit more complicated when you're trying to make sure you move the analog stick to the yeah. right position while then trying to tap the bass button and the music was really fucking good i'll give you that yeah song. i like the so, music yeah. yeah it was really fucking good so although it's like it's like this is like a battle of the bands that they want to get a be a part of and they're like i have to write this song that's like completely different to what we usually do it's like they don't want the shitty songs that they were before uh yeah it's really interesting like obviously you know very adventurous story like if that if that's your jam this is going to be your jam so uh teen drama yeah it's it's definitely teen drama but with but you're playing as a dinosaur which yeah. is exactly what i wanted the game to be so i i i have no problems i really enjoyable banter yeah uh, the writing's actually strange. good yeah weird tangents about bugs yeah, yeah that one i, I want to know if that bug is bug. a real are they bugs like be. are they like kind of snacking on the bugs are they no no there's no. this one character no. who's in the band who just starts t- talking about because the oh. game starts when they're coming back off um summer break like, Summer break in America. So the game starts when they come back. Some break. they're going so the back for a new calendar year. Yeah. So the game, the character you're playing as, who's like the lead singer of the band, has been obsessed with their band. Like she's been doing nothing but rocking out, playing songs. However, the other characters, um, in their time away over summer break, they've sort of grown a little bit apart. They haven't. They're not as devoted to the band as her. Is what it feels like. One of them may have started a D and D group or something. I feel like is. Yeah, I don't know what they all stand for. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, they're talking to another character who you, you can tell the band leader doesn't actually know. And she's like, why are you talking to her? We don't know her sort of sort of thing going on there. Yeah. And they're talking about, like, I've got to get some fire spells ready. So I'm like, you're playing D&D on the side and you're not telling your fucking best friend over here. Drama's about to happen. Uh, and then Brutal. you've got this other character who just comes back off summer break and straight away she's like, band's awesome but also let me tell you about the 50 page wikipedia fucking page i read on this random bug and then you come back to that character later in band practice and then she's talking to another character about the same fucking bug she's bug obsessed this character she went to bug camp 
I was hoping she was talking about bug snacks. No. No. I'm not talking about bug snacks. It's the, uh, bugs that, it's the bug uh, that bites the dinosaurs that holds the DNA in it that gets yeah, frozen that, that uh, they recreate Jurassic Park with in the future. Oh, yeah, could be. It's all tying. Uh, but yeah, so then they're, they're teasing the game or the demo. AKA a mosquito. <laughs> the game mosquito. starts. <laughs> I'm assuming this is, they won't change when the full release happens, but the game does start like nine or, I don't know, does it say, like, I can't remember. It says time. Eight months, like I think. Eight months earlier or something. Yeah, like that is when the game starts. So you must go through like an entire high school year or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, because the game starts with them all out on the beach, these characters, and they're talking about how the end times are coming and they're burning like a a, a school book that says goodbye volcano high on it. A like, book. Yeah. They're like, is it, yeah, yearbook. And they're like, it's time to say goodbye. And then you get to make one choice there and then the game flicks back. Um, back in time from there it does the telltale thing of every time you make a choice that matters it has a little symbol come up in the left hand side of the screen and be yeah. like it doesn't say that choice matters it just has a little symbol that lets you know they will remember like, this they, they will remember, remember that this sort of thing um, the art is really good I love it very yeah. vibrant character designs the characters are very lively the voice acting is all really good I don't feel like any of it sounds cheap uh, the sound design between the music and everything yeah I, look I was already excited for this game I'm still keen that is yeah. how I would sum up. I think it's a good taste. Yeah. Like a good taste test. Yeah. Okay. It was only, yeah, it was about 20 minutes, the demo, yeah. I feel. I don't know. All right. Um, that's the only one I've had time to play. I'm going to try and play the rest uh, after we record this, but, you know, that doesn't work out for this podcast. So, Ash, tell me about, let's go with, I don't know, is there, where do you want to go? Do you know, do you have, do you know the ones you played? Or else I can, I'm looking at your Steam profile. No, I'm, I know which one. Uh, I played Wrestling with Emotions, New Kid on the Block, which is a new t- game from uh, Team Laserbeam, uh, which you play in a alternate 1994 where the biggest wrestling company in the world is Wrestling with Emotions. Um, and you enter in a magazine to become like a trainee to go to their wrestling academy. And it's very much a spoof of rest, like WWE and stuff of that era um, and that kind of stuff. But it's all like big, bulky, like, beefcake characters um you know and it's just it's very over the top and quite funny the art style is quite interesting and that kind of stuff um you go in and you've got a train it looks like you'll build up like four different categories of stuff and like uh but so far it's like a bunch of choices and it's like uh a lot of making people like you or not like you and making choices whether to uh try to impress people or not um but yeah, I found like just the silliness of it very enjoyable to the extent where the company used to be called Wrestling with Feelings. But yeah. it's wrestling. <laughs> Get the F out. Yeah. And the owner is uh, Manny McMahon Jr. Jr. That's <laughs> Manny McMahon loves big sweaty men. <laughs> yeah. He does. There's a lot of big sweaty. Just the character creation. This is like one of the options. My, it is bizarre my character ended up being called mr or unstoppable mystery dude because so, there's like three different adjectives or? no there's like three digit ad- adjectives for the different looks you get you just match them together it's like really long name no it's like four <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um yeah i enjoyed it it's worth checking out uh then i played uh times and galaxy so this is a reporter this the, game this is the one you played the most of so yeah this is i feel like this uh was the longest of all the demos uh so you play as a reporter no you play as a robot who, 
intern who's the first ever robot journalist. Uh, and you get <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, it gets better. You get sent out to like report on different stories in this uh, you know space galaxy, um, and you have to go to where different. You have to report on the news, and then you talk to characters, find out information, and then you have to put your story together. And like you can either have like all the facts and be very informational, or you can be like played at like the alien interests and that kind of stuff. Or like you can add elements to your story that are very sensational and will get attention, uh, and then you know the story goes out and like you get ranked on like what, uh, how well you perform in the different areas. Do you ruin your reputation to like have the most sensational stuff with like limited uh, sources and that kind of stuff, or do you like be super factual, build up your reputation, and like uh, but you know you're not bringing any readers in. Uh, I think it's really interesting. Uh, there's a bunch of characters. Game to play this uh, for this. Just weekend. the idea, it's like unequivocally, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> unequivocally, I agree, agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of interesting characters and like to get introduced and that kind of stuff. So yeah, oh, I didn't finish the entire demo, so there's even more for me to play. I just got sent to cover a cat show, so you know who knows what sort of crazy shenanigans are happening over there. So and you played 106 minutes, so yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. A lot of people to talk to. Uh, and then the last one I played was Stray Gods, the uh, Australian musical uh, game uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when they had their big events. They showed their first trailer. This was similar to uh, Volcano High, just kind of give you a taste test of uh, what the story is. Uh, it starts off with you. Uh, I think the uh, Laura Bailey character is called Faye, I want to say off the top of my head. Um and she, she's she's with her band in like an auditorium. They're doing band auditions just for the sake of doing band auditions because they're kind of like in a rut or whatever. Uh, and you know, Faye's character Faye ends up alone, and then this Calliope character comes into the auditorium and they sing a song together. Uh, and then it does like one of those. It does like a hard cut to like later in the game, so you can experience another uh, musical moments. Um, but I enjoyed it. The outside is really good. I it it does that thing where it's a uh, it's not animated. It just switches between like different static images, which can be a little bit jarring to start off with. But once you get used to it, it's like pretty good. The song was really good. Uh, it's really cool how, you know, your choices kind of affect the song as it goes along. So obviously there'll be multiple different ways that the songs could turn out and that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, really interesting, good taste, but still, I don't know exactly what all the gameplay is because you're just making choices. That's the only thing you, you do. Like what? What more than that is there, or is it just a fantastic story that's interactive, which it was fine. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably, keen to find out more. Probably, yeah. I mean, probably just that. Probably just that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it needs to be more than that. If that's your game, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Walking Dead, one game of the year, most places, and that was just <laughs> interactive. Yeah, stories, a lot so. of puzzles and stuff though. So I guess so. Maybe this. Yeah, playing another video was a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, by the way, buddy, I just had a quick look. If you want to, the demos, at least as, as of recording, are still downloadable. <laughs> so if you want to play your 15 minutes of dinosaurs. No way, no wait. All right, fair enough. Just so I'll let you know, you know, doing my due diligence. No uh, trophies. Yeah, fair No enough. trophies. Good point. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play through some more. Um, also, did you play much? Or did you did we know just... that it had a, like a June release date, Volcano High? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it in Platinum Explosion. You don't listen okay. to me talk. Um, the... It was a while the, uh, You didn't play, you only played six minutes of the Harmony demo? Yeah, I just didn't feel 
feel it. <laughs> oh wow, okay. So that's the I know, I, I might yeah. Just uh a girl gets pulled into another world. Cool. All right. That was kind of yeah, I don't know. I also like booted up right kind of before we were getting ready for this. So I was like, oh, I might just see how long this is. And like it didn't grab me in like the first six minutes. So I was like, oh, I'll get something else done before we record. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So before I wrap up, I just want to quickly mention, and uh, I'll probably talk more about it next week because I've only played about 20 minutes, but Apple Arcade the other day dropped a bunch, uh, four new games. I've been playing that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ones. It is actually really fuck good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ash. I know. Damn it. The, the thing is, Apple everyone's sweet like everyone's sweet like all these. <laughs> it's it is. It's just um. It's it's a rogue like a Tades, but with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And obviously, sure, it's the best value in games right now. Apple yeah, Arcade. That's <laughs> fucking kids. Um, the thing. So I was playing it on my phone last night in bed. I downloaded it, and it was fine on my phone. But it was very much like this is not a phone game. This is definitely more of a like tablet with a controller, all that sort of like. That's the Apple because Apple Arcade. As much as you can download all these games on the phone, the you'll if you look through the blog post, they change the image to obviously what they recommend. Like the probably the way you should be played in this game. And they had it. So I've downloaded it on my Apple TV. I'm gonna tr- try and play the rest of it that way with an actual controller. Um, enjoy it. But yeah, the story is literally like turtles are like doing some training mission and next second shredder shows up and then um like fucking whoever you're playing at the start of the game i can't actually remember now you you, you play as one of the, the turtles Leonardo. Uh, i can't probably i can't i actually can't Raphael. Yeah, one of them i can't remember i don't oh, know you're playing michelangelo fucking hell ash and then they die so fucking shredder comes in and like ruins the day and all these ninjas and they kill you but then you're like whipped out of this tunnel this portal and then of course for some reason it's like Hey, like every time you die, you just have to restart the. And you start in the sewers, and you got to like work your way up to the the thing. And so it's a rogue. Like you get to you get permanent upgrades. So you know, like these things do more power or more health or etc. And then it does that um, Hades thing of every time you clear a room, you can pick from like one or two different powers that carry over through that run, but reset when you when you uh, start the game again. So yeah. That's if you have an iPhone, I would or an Apple device, and you like roguelikes and Ninja Turtles. Uh, yes, that is a that's a good one. That's free if you got Apple Arcade. So. Yeah, two other ones Ninja are cool. Renaissance, Renaissance. What the car? I want to play that. Yeah. And then the other one that was interesting was the Cityscapes. Yeah, I think I downloaded all four of the new ones because the only other one was the Disney um, word search one, but. That's probably not your. <laughs> I downloaded all four. I'm going to give them all a go. So, because it's weird. Apple Arcade is like they do this thing where it goes dead for like six months and then randomly, without no announcement, they're like, here's four cool games. They're terrible at promoting the service, but yeah, anyway. All right. Uh, that will do it for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Uh, thank you for joining us on the episode, buddy. I hope dust off your podcast mic. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's good. One one less podcast to listen to this week too. So, because uh, <laughs> I was on it. No, well, two less, two less, two right? less, two less. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Disappointed. There's no '90s movie of the week, but you know, we can Sorry. we can hope. I can't rip off. I'll start doing '70s movie of the week, maybe or some shit like that. Just... <laughs> Probably more interesting movies, actually. Yeah. Well, better quality anyway. It's fucking, they're well played. Is scraping at the bottom of the barrel these days. To be completely honest, like some of the picks, I'm not about them. Yeah, last week, Clueless, yeah. definitely better than Flubber. Yeah, so. it's fucking bullshit. What? I don't know. What? Yeah, what? it is. Clueless what? is better than Flubber. What are you talking about? 
No, Probably. You're, you're wrong. Anyway. I haven't revisited Flyboy in a long time. But, no, yeah. you, you don't need to. It's fine. Clueless is definitely way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, At the time. What do you want to... I was all about that, Flyboy. Exactly. What do you want to promote, buddy? Uh, the Last of Us factions. You should play it. It's a great game. It's still active community on PlayStation 4. I've been playing all the last week. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, clipped out some highlights uh, and put them over on my Twitter and uh, my Twitter over there on at BuddyWatson12. Uh, I do have a podcast still, somewhat dormant in the ashes there, uh, just waiting. Watching, waiting, waiting for its moment to strike. And that's Radio Watson Podcast and Apple Podcast, Spotify, all good podcast services as well. What's your Twitch if you're going to stream Zelda? Uh, Buddy Watson. Is it? That's it. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, you got lucky there. Good job. Yeah. I got Buddy How Watson. Many Buddy Watsons, or do you think yeah. there are? Don't, don't give a fuck. I only want my world, buddies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be streaming Zelda hopefully on launch day, um, depending yeah. on. Believe. You reckon? Yeah, do yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I think. Nintendo. I think. Yeah, I think around midday or one p.m. Hopefully, uh, because I'm going into work for two hours. Then I'm going to drive to another place and get uh, the two um, re-release amiibos that I want, and then I'll come home. Okay. Because be it's one of these things where if you put it out into the world, like we know now, so now on the day I'll be like, "Hey, weren't you meant to be streaming?" And I'll be like, "Hey, weren't you supposed to be minding your own fucking business?" <laughs> 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 All right, let us know any comments, questions, concerns you've had about the show or uh, anything else uh, on our end of the, the, the sticky by tweeting at us, explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter or join our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, go follow Buddy and all the things you just mentioned and played Last of Us, I guess, if that's a thing that you care about. Um, what the fuck is this dude? He's, ca- jo- yeah. Who's joined a party? Is that a is that a philosopher's party that you're just showing it's, me? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck am I saying? You can support the show, explosion.com slash support to donate a little as dollars to our Kofi page. And until next week, same time, same couch. Have a good one. Play the last of us factions, I guess. I don't know. Buddy sponsored by Naughty Dog or some shit. I I don't know. Naughty Dog's in his blood. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>